Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about something called root thoughts. These are thoughts that have a lot of power, whether it's good power and it's helpful to you or it's harmful power. They have a lot of power because they're so deeply rooted in your paradigm. That's your belief system, your value system, your thought life, your imaginations, right? And they started early in life. So they have a very long history of operating in our souls. And we confirm them again and again and again to ourselves. We prove them to be true, right? These are root thoughts that when you think on them, you feel from them and then you act on them (laughs) and then you get results that are created by them. So let's talk about how we can divide them and and be a little more self-observant about what they're doing in our lives. And I break it up and talk about them as power thoughts and as poison thoughts, right? So they both have power, but one has a poisonous power and one is has an empowering power, okay? And the ones that give power to you are those healthy thoughts versus the ones that have power over you, like the poison thoughts, okay? They, they're they so deeply rooted, they're influencing your actions, your emotions, all of these things in harmful ways when they're poisonous. And they sound like this. I am not secure or safe. I'm not taken care of. I'm not special. I'm not worthy. I'm not successful. I'm not capable. I'm not confident, competent. I am not loved. I'm not wanted. I'm not good. I'm not power. I'm not free. I'm not at peace. I don't matter. I am powerless. I am disconnected. And then you can take all of these types of things. Maybe you can borrow one of these, but maybe you have something a little different that has been a poisonous thought that is rooted in your paradigm. Maybe you have your own. You can borrow one of these if you if this if any of these like sound uh, reasonable to you. They sound yes, yeah, that's that's me. Then take it, and you can understand it. You don't have to own it. I'm not telling you to take this and own it. I'm telling you to take this and become aware of the root, right? And then if you've come to a place where you have a belief that you are any of these things, the next step is to realize where do you have a comparison that's attached to it? That means you end the sentence with the word enough. Now, maybe you think to yourself, I used to say I'm not good, but now I believe I am good. But the problem with your, your current good is that you add, I'm not good enough to it because there is a comparison. And that comparison in your mind is based on some expectation of what good really looks like 
You're going to hear my cat also in this episode. He is very, very needy. It's been a long weekend (laughs) and he's really, really needy. And I think that he's feeling some of these root thoughts rise up for him. (laughs) He just, he's calling for me and saying, where are you? Anytime I leave the room. (laughs) So, okay, back to center. If you think to yourself, I want it, I need to be special. I want to be different and I want to be special. I want to stand out. And maybe you think you do a little bit, but you're always adding, um, I'm not special enough to the I am special, but I'm not special enough line of thought. Then you're wanting to be special to a certain degree and in certain circumstances. And then when life or other people doesn't meet you, meet this expectation for you, then you decide, well, sure, I am special, but I'm not special enough for this to happen in my life, or I'm not special enough for that person to love me. That's when we add the enough to the root thought, when it becomes that comparison. And I just want to ask you to take a second and think through these again. You know, I'm not good, not wanted or loved or worthy or successful or competent, secure or safe, taken care of, special, free, and I'm not, I'm powerless. I am not at peace. I'm disconnected. I don't matter. Which one stands out for you the most? I'm sure that there are multiple. That's how it is in life. You know, in life, that's okay. But the first step in growing and getting healing in these areas is changing what we choose to believe, but we have to know what it is we're believing. We have to know what these thoughts are. We have to do some observation of what we are thinking and believing. So I want you to pick one. Just let's just pick one for now, okay? And then I want you to ask yourself, do I want this poisonous root thought to give me the kind of results that occur so often that they become my legacy? Like, is this what I want my family to get? When I operate from a a root thought, a poisonous thought that says, I'm powerless, what am I going to do? If I believe I'm powerless, then I'm going to feel broken down. I'm going to feel hopeless. I'm going to, and then I'm going to do things out of the place of hopelessness and powerlessness. I'm going to try to control things. I'm going to try to control people or circumstances. I'm going to do things to try to get power back. And then those actions turn into the results that we create. And the compilation of all those results end up creating a legacy that people are either going to feel empowered by or they're going to have negative experiences of the type of legacy that you create. And all of these thoughts, they have spider thoughts too. Thoughts that spider out from each one. So they are closely connected to the core thought, the root thought. And I am powerless has spider thoughts like, I am shameful. I have no say. I'm not confident without power. And others have power over me. I have to do what I'm told. I am not special has spider thoughts like, I'm boring. I'm flat. I'm beige. I'm insignificant. I have no style. Nobody wants plain. So you can see how each of your root thoughts, when they're poisonous, 
they have spidering thoughts. And think of it like getting bitten by a brown recluse spider or a black widow. Like it starts to eat away at the skin. It actually eats away at the flesh and then it starts to spider out. The poison spreads out and you can see lines starting to spread underneath the skin. And so these spidering thoughts, they spread the poison. And then we find things with our, our brain actually looks for things to confirm what it already believes because that's the easiest way to go. It's easier to just believe what we believe, not make any change for our brain. It wants to keep us there. Change even for the better is kind of scary to the brain. It's like, no, thank you. Easier to stay over here, staying harmful to ourselves than it is to change. And then that's why it's so easy to create a habit and so hard to break one. (laughs) So you have to understand how these poisonous root thoughts are spidering through your life and your brain is looking for confirmation. It's looking to prove that what it thinks is true. And so that's when we begin to make things mean what our brain says it means based on past history or what it's believing in the paradigm that we operate in. So if somebody says to you, and you have the root, let's just say you have the root thought, this poisonous root thought, I am powerless. And you meet somebody, let's say go to the hairstylist. And the hairstylist says, this is what we're going to do today because your hair needs a little bit of this and your face, you know, because of the shape of your face, we should blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And then we're going to take a little bit off here because that's not really flattering. And also, by the way, like a lot of your hair is just really dead. And I think we should just brighten it up and X, Y, and Z, right? Well, if you believe you're powerless, then you will take what they're saying to mean you don't have any say. And regardless of who's paying here, I have the say because this is my chair and I'm acting like I'm confident in what we're going to do and you're not questioning me. So I take that as a yes. Like that's that's what is going on in the, the this like ecosystem between you, the powerless one, which is not really true. You're not powerless, but you act like you're powerless because you think you are. It's what you believe. And then this person who does a lot of hair has a lot of confidence and a lot of ideas and a lot of opinion. And if you believe you're powerless, then you don't rise up and use your voice to say anything. Therefore, you get a haircut you don't like because you didn't say anything because you believed that you were the one that didn't have power in the room and the person doing your hair did. So you get results based on that. Now, if you decide to believe that because you're you're the one that made the appointment, you're the one that walked in and sat down at the chair, and you're the one paying for this haircut, and by the way, you're the only one that has to deal with that haircut later, then if you decide, wait a minute, I might not be all powerful, but I do have power of my own life over the what I think and I feel and what I do. So I'm going to use my words to empower me. I'm going to be kind and gentle, but I'm going to give direction about what it is I actually want. And when this also confident person tells me what to do with my hair, because it's their opinion, I am going to say, 
thank you. That's very kind of you to offer your opinion and your, your advice. However, that's not what I want. Here is a picture of what I'm going for. Can you do that? If you can, that's okay. I'm glad to go elsewhere. No hard feelings. But if you can, then let's go for it. And I'm happy to pay for the results I asked you to give me that you confirmed you could give me. And you can say all of that with kindness and gentleness, but if you feel like you're fighting for power, you're going to say meaner things. You're not going to be able to be thoughtful. You're not going to be able to be gentle or kind because you think you're in a power struggle. And all the time, this person might just be standing behind you and looking in the mirror and saying, if you wanted something different, surely you would tell me, right? Because their paradigm is speak up or forever hold your peace and pull your hair back in a ponytail. So you've got to learn how to use your words and advocate for yourself because you're not truly powerless. But it is possible you're giving your power away because these poisonous root thoughts are infiltrating and spidering through your life and making you mean thing, make things mean circumstances and things people say and events and relationships in your life and things that you need and disappointments. You're making them mean something attached to your root thought. Okay, now our, our poison thoughts have so much power over us that we believe them, we bow down to them, and we even uphold them over the truth of God's word, and we also ignore them. And it's interesting that we believe something so deeply and hold it in such high regard and then actually still be very dismissive or even ignorant of it, right? Like we can have belief systems that we believe so deeply and we were so bowing down to and not even be aware of what that actual belief system is because it's been there for such a long time and we didn't intentionally choose it. It's just there. And because we're not taking time to learn about what we're thinking, we're not being observant, we're not being aware of what we think and how we feel, and we're just letting our lives go on by default, right? Because of that, we can actually be quite ignorant of what we actually believe that we end up thinking on that influences what how we feel. And because of how we feel or want to feel or how we want to avoid feeling, that causes us to take certain actions and all those actions get results that turn into a legacy. Okay, that's going back to the pearl practice that we that I teach and I, I work with all my clients on. Let's walk through the pearl practice. What is the paradigm? Your beliefs and imaginations and thought life that's influencing the emotions you're having that in turn cause you to take action that turn into results that culminate in the legacy. Okay, now... When we have little to no self-awareness and have never practiced looking at our paradigm and we're more interested in staying the same instead of growing, because growing is hard, it's painful, it's growing pains, that's why we call it that, right? Then we let all these thoughts, they just run wild and make all of our decisions for us. People also can pass poison thoughts on to us. We can hear something enough that it becomes true in our, our conscious mind, we can hear it so many times that it becomes true in our subconscious mind. Your conscious mind can defer and defend a lot of things. But if it ingests something enough, like just again and again and again, hearing that you're not good, 
you're not good enough, you're bad, you're wrong, you're not right often enough, whatever. Like if your conscious mind hears that, whether it's coming from a parent, a caretaker, a sibling, a friend, a boss, or church, or school, or wherever you are, or even just you, your inner critic speaking to you and saying, you're not good, you're bad, you're wrong, you should be afraid, you're not right often, you, you've got to fight really hard to be better, then you're going to end up having these things slip into your subconscious mind. And if you're reading things, if you're interpreting things, you're ingesting all these things through your conscious mind, the, the power of memorization is that how, whatever your conscious mind takes in often enough will transfer into your subconscious mind and that's where it starts to take root. And that's where the belief systems and the value systems start to form inside of your paradigm. And I want you to ask, what poison thoughts are you believing and what are you ingesting? What are you letting seep into your soul through your eyes and your ears and affect what you believe? And what do you need to do to upend it? Poison thoughts stem from our soul. They are thoughts we want to keep often because we're used to feeling the way they make us feel and we believe them. So if we were to lose them, who would we and then we can ask, you know, can the enemy of our souls influence these thoughts? Well, yes, but ultimately we are the ones who choose what we think, or the Bible tells us to resist the enemy, resist the devil and he will flee. The Bible tells us often how to not agree with the enemy, but instead to partner and agree with the spirit of God. It's so important to learn how to lead yourself well and actually observe what you think and why you think it. And default thinking, because you're you're just, you're just operating without paying attention to what you think and believe. That's default. Intentional thinking brings you great fruit. But default thinking will always bear either not very much fruit or bad fruit. Because it's going to perpetuate um, kind of like just having a garden. But just letting the wind and the sun and the drought or the torrential rain have its way with the garden and not tending to it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, there's a garden there. But instead of intentionally caring for the garden, which is your thought life, your paradigm, then you're just letting it go with the flow, you know, let fate affect it. And you think that you're thinking about it by looking at it, by eating the fruit or looking, smelling the flowers, but that doesn't mean you're having anything, anything to say about what is actually being grown in the garden and how it's growing and how it's multiplying, how it's fruitful. But power thoughts undergird, undergird, sorry, undergird, <laughs> they undergird and support and they motivate you. They actually follow the line of thought found in the Bible and our spirit knows the power thoughts we need. And if, so if we let our spirit rise up to lead our soul and body, then we're going to find those power thoughts more easily. And you do have to overcome the poison thoughts and the default thoughts, but you can pay attention and actually change the direction your thinking is headed, which means looking back at all of that list that I was talking about and whatever you can come up with that is a poison thought 
and beginning to say intentionally, beginning to let your conscious mind absorb that you are good and you are wanted and competent and capable, successful, secure and safe and taken care of and free and loved and worthy and special and you're powerful and you have peace and you're connected and you do matter. You have to actually intentionally begin to think on those things and read the word of God and let him tell you the truth. And then that is going to help come push away and be a a cure for the poisonous thoughts that have been so deeply rooted. You cannot expect poison to be pulled out and not seep back in if you don't fill it with something. You need the light to invade the darkness. Darkness can never take over the light. The minute light enters the darkness, the darkness is no longer darkness. And it never will be because light stays and it travels. But with a little bit of darkness infiltrating the light, never puts the light out. But a little bit of light always puts the dark out. And you need to start Filling your mind, your paradigm, your belief system, your soul, your imaginations, you need to start filling them and having vision for these thoughts that are power thoughts because they will change how you feel and they will change what you do so that you get different results and you create an amazing legacy for yourself and the people you care about. So think about these. What are the root thoughts that are creating your legacy. Ask yourself when you when you observe yourself having a thought, is this poison or power to me? Will it poison my day, my life, my future, my people? Or will it give power to my day, my life, my future, my people? Will it, and again, I'm talking about power too, not power over, but true power, not the kind of false power that is control and manipulation and just bossing and I have all of the authority and you don't get any decisions. It's not, that's not true power. That's false power. That's finite power. This is true power that comes from your ability to manage yourself, to lead yourself well, and to make intentional wise decisions and be led by the spirit of God who is always with you, always for you. And so I encourage you to observe what you're thinking and ask yourself if it has if it's got poison in it or if it's got true power in it and how it's affecting you and you can tell because of the results you get so if you're getting results and creating a legacy that you want to have you're on the right track but if you're seeing results in your life and you're seeing that things are coming together and not giving you the legacy in the future that you want then you want to you know, get out the, the uh, what do you call the, the, the stuff that's not good for you. Roundup. <laughs> Don't use it in your yard. <laughs> but use it on those poison thoughts and start digging out those, those poison roots. They're like dandelion roots that have been there for a very, very long time. And they go very, very deep and they're very, very big and strong. And they get tangled up in there deep in the soil of your soul. And they don't want to come out. And it's going to take some work and some time. But you can do it. And the Lord is with you. You just have to start paying attention to what you're thinking. So I want to encourage you that 
You are powerful and you are good. You are loved and worthy, 100% worthy. No matter who you are, what you've done, it doesn't matter right now where you're at. You're fully worthy and loved and wanted and special. You are competent and capable and successful and secure. You are safe. You are taken care of. You are free and powerful. You have peace. You're connected and you matter so much. And just because your soul disagrees with me, just because it feels uncomfortable to accept any of these things as truth doesn't make them not true. I'm telling you what God says about you. And so no matter how much unbelief you have, no matter how deeply rooted your poison thoughts are that want to tell you that I'm wrong, you can't change the truth and the word of God. So I speak all of those things over you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. And I pray that you have a wonderful week. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback. All the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.